out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the age of between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star on Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shondara Pachau and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hello and welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Young Juan, and this is my first time co-hosting Express Yourself, so I'm very excited. We're also pleased to announce that this program, Express Yourself, is the number one top-rated radio show in the world and on the network, and we have you, our dedicated listeners, to thank. Our gratitude goes out to all of you for spreading the word through links and tuning in every week to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. See, to our listeners out there, it probably sounds like Yeonju has done this forever, but like she said, this is her first time co-hosting, and she's only been with us for, what, just over a month right now, Yeonju? Or how long? Yeah, it's been surreal these past few weeks. It's been going very fast, and I think anyone can testify to that statement that time is going very fast, but we'll talk about that in future shows. Listeners, stay tuned because we will be talking about this idea of moving on, graduating, and summer vacation very soon. Now, today, we are really honored to have as our guest a three-time Olympian and someone whose accomplishments were featured in a Disney movie. His name is Devin Harris, the captain of the legendary Jamaican bobsled team that captured the hearts of the world at the 1989-88 Calgary Olympics. The Disney movie, Blockbuster Movie's Core Runnings, was based on this team's amazing story. And since our program today is focusing on the Olympics and athletic endeavors, my artsy gifts segment is a special one just for our athletes. And obviously, Yongju is so talented that she's being both the co-host and the field reporter for today. So take it away, Yongju. Since I live in sunny California, almost everyone in my school does a sport. When I'm not busy, I love going to games and cheering friends on. People do better when they have their friends around. It's a proven fact. Now, I mentioned last time or a couple weeks ago, that I have a lot of musician friends. Well, I have a lot of athlete friends, too. So 
Start today off, get out some socks. That's right, socks. The size depends on how brave your friends are. I usually decorate knee-high socks, but if you want to tone it down to ankle socks, be my guest. All you really need are fabric markers or even puffy paint. You should know this by now, but everything you need is at a craft store. Decorate to your heart's content. I usually write the date or name of the match since most people don't remember all those little details. And this is really bad and embarrassing, but when I go to like a track meet and there's tons of people there from like lots of schools in the district or even like the whole East Bay, for example, it's really hard to pinpoint your friends and it's good to cheer when they're running towards you. So it's like, it stands out, the bright socks, especially if they're neon. And one reason I love making crafts is that you can personalize it to whatever extent. And you can personalize anything, whether it be jars or socks. Another variation of this is the water bottle, since not every athlete can wear socks during their matches. Personalized water bottles are super fun. If you are on a team and you have friends doing the same sport, decorating water bottles can be a source of team bonding, which is a really important component of like high school sports and even college sports and even like the really big level sports. And another benefit to decorating water bottles that you'll most likely not lose it. People won't steal it either if you have that problem. Any water bottle is good, but I prefer the ones you can reuse. It really defeats the point if you spend all that time decorating and throw it away after one use. Food is another creative way to show your support if you are really talented in that baking department. I talked to my track star of a friend, Hana, recently about this important matter. And I go to her for all kinds of advice and she's so talented at understanding what you are going through and what you need. And she says the right things pretty much. But she wasn't too enthusiastic about food because she runs long distance, which is two miles. And long distance track isn't running leisurely like two miles and maybe an hour, but more like you're trying to get a good time and you're stressed. And right after you run two miles, you aren't really um, happy about scarfing down a cupcake or cookies or any high calorie dessert. But it really depends for sports for like what kind of sport it is because another friend of mine who swims does short events that maybe take a minute max. She approved of any sort of food after the meet. I talked to your friends first. You really make crafts and food, I guess, for your friends and their enjoyment. So it's really good to see eye to eye on what your friends like since they're the ones who are supposed to enjoy it. And crafts are really applicable to everything from sports, to music, to summer, to hanging out with friends during winter, anything. And don't forget to have lots of fun because that's really the most important part about crafts. The joy of spreading gifts and smiles, something unique and something everyone should be able to receive. Well, definitely a lot of fun considering I still cannot get over your sentence. The size of the sock depends on how brave <laughs> your friends are. I heard that and my mind was like, what what <laughs> are you suggesting we put the socks on their head or something but then they can't really see and then they're running around like headless donkeys and that's a little awkward yeah well one time i made socks for my friends that were or knee high and they were a um, little not too enthusiastic about wearing that to their big meat but most times friends um they support you and even if it's embarrassing 
they recognize your hard work and wear it. So, so you make these crafts for your friends who do sports and they actually wear it? Yeah, they do. They knee high sock, knee high neon socks decorated to make people stand out. They actually wear that. Of course. You have a have very really lucky good, good set of friends. Very yeah. lucky good set of friends. <laughs> I do not oh. know a single one of my friends who would do that. Well, my other friends do softball too. And in softball, you actually have to wear pretty high socks because it helps you, I guess. I don't know the softball technicalities, but they also wear my socks. And it makes me really proud when I go to the games and such. Again, you're really lucky. lucky okay? <laughs> I was, I've been trying to get my friends to dance with a stuffed animal during senior ball, and they refuse to do it, even for me, okay? Well, so, you know, that's different. Senior ball is supposed to be a time of, like, grace and elegance right before you're leaving for college. But high school sporting events are different. Well, unless it's, like, default or, like, some really big match, then I don't know if they'd wear my socks there. Face palm. <laughs> All right, Yeonju, what kind of do you receive any crafts then? Do other people make these types of crafts for you? And if so, let's hear some stories. I I don't see you walking around school with knee high neon socks. Well, then again, I don't look for neon socks usually. Yeah, well, um, I was part of a team during freshman year, and people don't really make crafts for friends. It's just not a popular thing, and I don't understand why. But I guess some People, like you said, aren't as inclined to wear knee-high socks. But um, during freshman tennis team, we decorated sweatshirts and, like, T-shirts, and we wore that. I don't know if that counts as a craft. Were there mm. crazy decorations, like, neon <laughs> and... I don't um, want to know what. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, fun, crazy, I guess, drawn-on stuff. We made, like, nicknames for each other, like, our whole team. And it was a fun team bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Well, have you received any specific crafts that other people have made for you? Do you have any examples? Um, well, like I mentioned on the positive thinking episode, I have received the ribbon that you can tie in your hair that says like your name or like happy birthday or like happy Valentine's Day, that kind of thing. I have received that and I've received food. I like food. <laughs> and it's always great when you receive cupcakes or cookies on a school day. Definitely. Okay, our producer backstage just told us that for swimmers, we should all shave in weird patterns. And because I'm a swimmer, I'm laughing right now because that's just so ridiculously awkward. It's true. Have you seen all the people who swim and they have these weird hair that's like shaved in the middle? And all the people in the class are like, oh my goodness, what happened to your head? And they're all like, swimming or football. But you still shave it all off. You don't leave patterns on you your hair. You do leave patterns. You obviously haven't seen good shaved hair, Steven. I don't think there is a definition of good shaved hair. <laughs> well, some of them are really creative. Like, I've seen it like a cross or like a not cross, but like a like a checkerboard pattern. Yeah, I've seen a checkerboard pattern. Okay, next thing I know, and I dare you to do this, when Devin Harris comes on next segment, I'm thinking you're going to ask him to wear a giant homemade kilt as part of his next race. Kilt? Because it's know. nice and cold, and you want, to make it, you want to make people stand out, so you give them a craft of giant kilts that don't really don't make sense. Or maybe, like, a scarf. I don't know about kilt. Okay, maybe he can wear a bobsled. Or he can wear a bobsled. Or igloos. I'm not sure about that. Definitely something to consider. Of course. Well, 
Okay, well, that was quite entertaining, Yongju. Thank you for bringing an interesting side of art to the idea of sports. That was really difficult for me to say because that I didn't don't think I thought through that sentence very much. <laughs> All right, Yongju, your crafts are always ter- terrific, and not that I'm going to do any knee-high sock making, but I'm sure our listeners are right now. <laughs> All right, we have to take a break, and when we return, you're going to meet our Olympic superstar, Devin Harris. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Young Juan, and you are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, and thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm Young Ju On. We're your teen hosts. Have you ever wondered what it's like to go to the Olympics? How about perform in them? Devin Harris was the captain of the legendary Jamaican bobsled team in the 1988 Calgary Olympics. 
the world fell in love with the team that came from the beaches of the Caribbean. And of course, he had expressed himself, we have the honor of talking to the very person who made it to the Olympics. And in fact, it was so famous that Disney made a blockbuster movie based on Devin and his teammates called Cool Runnings. At the heart of the movie is Devin's message of learning the power of persistence over all obstacles and bringing this message to everyone to keep on pushing and working for their dreams every day of their lives. Devin was selected to the first Jamaican bobsled team, which competed in the 1988 Olympic Games in Calgary, Canada. Devin also competed in and was captain of the 1992 Winter Olympic Games in Albertville, France, and the 1998 Games in Nagano, Japan. But since then, Devin has continued to become really busy. The Keep On Pushing Foundation, which he founded in 2006, aims to support and enhance the education of kids in disadvantaged communities around the globe by providing practical solutions to the challenges that prevent them from getting educated. The foundation supports a breakfast program at the Drews Avenue Primary School and a school supplies program at 10 other schools throughout the Olympic Gardens. Devin is also an athlete ambassador for Right to Play, an organization which uses sports and play in refugee camps around the world to enhance child development and build community capacity. He also devoted time to visit the troops in the Persian Gulf. And we're not done. Devin is also a writer. He's the author of the motivational children's book, Yes, I Can, and the semi-autobiography semi-autobiographical, we're going to have to ask him about why semi, motivational book, Keep On Pushing. It's an honor to welcome you to express yourself, three-time Olympian, Devin Harris. Hello, Devin. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Good, nice to see you and nice to talk to you today. Uh, it's, it's great to be on with you. Thanks for having me. Hi, Devin. You are the hey. first Olympian we've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Well, you know, I think stranger things have happened, but it's awesome to, to be on, on the program with you. And I know this is your first time uh, co-hosting you, John, so uh, I, I'll work on being my best and so that I don't mess it up for you, okay? Thank you. But could you tell us about what inspired you to get involved in the bobsledding when you come from Jamaica, a country that is known for its sunny beaches and has mm -hmm. no snow? Well, you know, I think the beaches are overrated. Don't tell the, <laughs> don't tell the folks. Next the, year, I'm going uh, to live right next to the beach. Don't tell me uh, beaches are overrated. <laughs> well, in, in my opinion, I mean, I, I think maybe 99% of Jamaica would disagree with me. Um, but <laughs> I, I like my water frozen. What can I say? Um, you know, I've, I've always wanted to compete in the Olympic Games. And, I, you know, in high school, I was a runner. I ran 800 and 1,500 meters and thought um, that I would go to the Olympics. I, I had big dreams of competing in, in Los Angeles back in 1984, and that didn't happen. Um, I was still in high school then, and right after high school, when I left in 84, in fact, um, I joined the Army, um, did my officer training at the Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, and went back to Jamaica to serve. Um, you know, So we fast forward now to 1987, and I'm and I'm thinking, wow, the Olympics are coming up next year, 1988 in Seoul. So every morning before I, I reported for duty, I would go around five miles trying to get fit enough to qualify for those Olympic Games. And while doing that, two Americans who lived in Jamaica came up with the idea to start a bobsled team. Um, they tried to get guys from the, the summer team because they needed sprinters. And um, they weren't interested, so they came to the Army looking for athletes. And my colonel suggested 
Um, and if you're familiar with the army, you know, when a colonel suggests or make a suggestion to a second lieutenant, it's more an order. So <laughs> I, was told, I was told to go to the team trials and I, um, you know, really saw it as a, as a unique opportunity, a real opportunity now for me to live my dream of competing in the Olympic Games. And so, you know, I went and I tried my darnest and here we are all these years later talking about it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Devin, something that still catches me is why bobsledding? Out of all the sports out there, what got you interested in bobsledding? And you mentioned two other people were the ones who had the idea. What do you think was the, the their reason for having this idea of bobsledding? You know, bobsledding is a, a fairly unique winter sport um, in the sense that you don't have to be born on ice. If you think about skiing or figure skating or ice hockey, you know, ski jumping, you know, you, those are sports that you need to start um, really young to become proficient enough to get to the Olympic Games. Well, bobsledding is uh, one of those sports, um, I, I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, that curling would probably be the next one where you simply recruit people from other disciplines. Um, so uh, for the most part, you, just, you need guys who are fearless, uh, fast, fairly explosive, uh, in order to push the sled, and then you teach them how to drive it. So it 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 lend it lend itself, it loaned itself to you know a bunch of Jamaicans uh, from Jamaica um, entering the sport. And as I mentioned, these two guys came up with the idea, came to the army looking for athletes, and uh, an opportunity was presented to me, and um, it 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 represented an opportunity for me to live my dream, and in fact for the others who are on the team as well to live their dreams. We all harbored Olympic ambitions. And so we, we, we jumped at it. I think it's really impressive that you took the opportunity to jump at that opportunity. Well, you took the risk of jumping at that mm-hmm. opportunity because I yeah. think it's easy to let things like this pass on by just because it's weird. Like you're in Jamaica, someone says bobsled team, not that many people would take the opportunity, but clearly you and the rest of your team did. And I think that's something we can all learn from. You know, no, but Stephen, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you know, it could be Bob selling. It could be, um, you know, a job out of your hometown or even country. And, you know, we, we all are faced oftentimes with opportunities that require us to step way out of our comfort zone. And, um, you know, most people, unfortunately, are unwilling to step out of their comfort zone. And the people who... Uh, succeed sig- tremendously in life are oftentimes the ones who are willing to step out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yonji, you had a question? Yeah. So how did you feel being chosen like that? You were being chosen to be part of this bobsled team and not someone else in the army. Well, it, it, you know, it wasn't quite like I was chosen because I still had to qualify. I still had to make the team. Um, and what happened was I, I, I caught my colonel's eye. There was a, a cross-country race, and I, and I went and ran. Um, I guess nobody knew I was running my five miles every morning. And, um, and actually, the, that, that week leading into the race, I, I was on punishment. So I had done like seven days of consecutive duties. And each tour lasted for 24 hours. So I really worked for you know, one whole week. I was on duty nonstop. And then I went and ran this five-mile race and finished um, 14th from 40. And they're like, oh, he's fit. 
And it was around about the time that the bobsled team trials was about to take place. So my colonel told me to go to the team trials, really, um, uh, quite honestly, not expecting me to make the team. He sent me because of a philosophy in the army that said officers must always participate. And there were a bunch of enlisted men going to the team trials as well. So the colonel thought he'd send his young fit officer in a, to kind of make up numbers. Um, but I had a surprise for him. I had every intention of making the team, so I, I went. I really tried hard, and um, it worked out well. It definitely did. That's a, quite a, quite a bit of an understatement to say it just worked <laughs> out well. <laughs> yeah. But, Devin, uh, you know, you, ha you have to give it your all. Mm -hmm. Hey, Devin, tell us a little bit more about the Olympics experience. How was it like? How long did you have to train for the Olympics with bobsledding? And what was it like? Obviously, it's a lot of work, and, uh, I mean, I do a little bit of athlete athletics myself and I know it's really difficult to train for something but training for the Olympics must have been life-changing tell it, us about it, it it actually was um you know bear in mind though that you know our preparation for Calgary itself was only a few months our our team was selected in September of 1987 and the Olympics were in 1988 and you know, we didn't know anything about our sport. You know, in September 1987 was the first time we were seeing a bobsled. Um, you know, we didn't go down a bobsled track until October of that year. You know, so everything, this, the learning curve was steep. I mean, we <laughs> literally and figuratively got a crash course in, in bobsledding um, going into the Olympic Games. You know, so it was it was intense. It really was intense, but I, th I think we were highly motivated. We were really up to the task and, you know, we kind of just threw our all into it um, in order to, 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 to get to the Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. hey, unfortunately, we're almost out of time, Devin, for this segment. Luckily, you'll be on next one also, but just to close up, what do you think you took away from the Olympics? What do you feel is the biggest lesson that you learned from this experience? Um, wow, there are so many, but if I, if I could, uh, you know, choose one, it, it's persistence. You know, my, my motto is that you must keep on pushing um, I, I, for a number of reasons. One, you have to overcome the obstacles in your way, and you also need to take, always look to take your game to the next level. So, so keep on pushing would be the, the big lesson that I, I took away from it. Keep on pushing the title of your book, which we will talk about next segment. All right. Thank you, Devin, for sharing your expertise about the Olympics and what it takes to be an Olympian. To our listener, to find out more about Devin Harris, go to www.devinharris.com, D-E-V-O-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. This is the man who, I quote, likes his water frozen. <laughs> yes, thanks, Devin. And we want you to stay with us for the next segment so we can discuss the books you've written, the motivational children's book, Yes, I Can, and the semi-autobiographical motivational book, Keep On Pushing, Hot Lesson from Cool Runnings. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Steven Sao. When we return, more inspiration and motivation from Devin Harris. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us online at btsya.com and this radio program at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Added Preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. You. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Here at Voice America Kids, our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are your team hosts today. If you are just tuning in, today's program of Express Yourself features the three-time Olympian, Devin Harris, whose life was chronicled in the Disney movie Cord Runnings. He is also the author of two books, which we will be discussing in this segment. But before we talk about Devin's book, I really want to know more about what it was like having a movie made about your exploits. Devin, tell us about Cool Runnings. <laughs> um, flattering. Um, you know, it took about five years for, for that movie to be filmed. And, uh, you know, of course, I started really excited about the fact that the movie was coming out. And um, every six months or so, you'd hear, oh, they're filming. Oh, they're not filming. <laughs> and you know, my friends would always ask me, you know, so what's happening with the movie? And eventually, like, you know, I don't know, don't ask me, you know, don't care. <laughs> and, um, and then one day I got a call, hey, they're filming in Calgary, would you like to go? This was um, early 1993. So, um, you know, I sprinted off to Calgary and it was really cool to be on a Hollywood movie set. You know, I don't think many people um, have had a good fortune to be on a set watching a movie being filmed. It's, it's quite an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. And, and it was very flattering, actually, to, to be on a set watching them film a movie about an important part of your life. You know, that's, 
that's kind of the thing that a Hollywood movie is made of. You know, I could not have written that script, you know, 20 years prior. Um, but here I was living it. So it, it was, um, well, it was flattering, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. A five-year time span must have been quite tedious and frustrating. But I dabbled in movies, and I would know that also that basically there's a ratio of, like, what, 100 hours put into a single minute of video. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'll stick to bobsledding then, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Stick to bobsledding. <laughs> you'll be much better. <laughs> so, Devin, um, I've always wanted to... Well, it's been kind of my life dream, I guess. Not really a dream, but a goal, like a really far-fetched goal to be in a movie. But was it accurate how they portrayed your um, journey? Um, short answer, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I actually think they did a really good job in depicting the spirit of the team, underdogs fighting to overcome. Uh, but... You know, they, they really took a lot of poetic licensing and they they stretched a lot of the truth to make it funny. And then they made up some stuff as well. You know, I mean, you know, people ask all the time about, you know, first of all, there was no Sanka coffee. There was no guy with dreads. Um, you know, people ask all the time about him being in the freezer. If we really did that to train, I'm like, no, nobody does that. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, so they, they did stuff to make it funny. But yeah. nonetheless, I, I, it, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good um, human interest story. It's kind of story that I would have enjoyed, even if it wasn't you know, about me. Mm-hmm. And the facts aside, definitely movies are meant to bring some kind of message and some kind of lesson. And I think Cold Running has really portrayed a very strong lesson, like what you said, of the underdog fighting to push forward. Do you feel like that was the original intention? Do you think, like, do you think that theme is an accurate portrayal of the theme within your life in your actual experience it, it is I, I don't know if we that's what, what we set out to do um but that's certainly part of the experience um you know if you can imagine we started so late um trying to qualify for the olympic games so from the from the outset i mean if you're a, a jamaican trying to compete in the winter olympics that automatically makes you an underdog Mm-hmm. And then if you're, you're starting only a few months prior to the Olympic Games in a sport that you knew absolutely nothing about, have no funding, no equipment, and the list goes on, it makes you a double underdog. Um, but none of that, um, you know, really deterred us, never discouraged us. We, we kept on pushing and um, we overcame. So let's talk about your books. You wrote a children's book, Yes, I Can. It's a motivational book. What inspired you to write that? Well, you know, uh, young Joanne, I spent a lot of time uh, speaking to kids of all ages in, in schools. And, um, yeah, of course, many of them have seen the movie and I've had to go through uh, the conversation we just had about you know all the things that are not quite accurate in the movie. Um, but nonetheless... You know, really stress important lessons um, in the movie to them. But one of the things that I've noticed, generally speaking, is that a lot of these kids um, suffered from, I would call, a lack of confidence. And, you know, I wondered, you know, what could I do? What story could I tell them um, to help them with, with their self-confidence? And I thought about our story, the story of the Jamaica bobsled team. And... Um, so now the question was, how do I write this book? 
um, how do I tell the story that would get them engaged? And, you know, I, I, I sought for that way for a while and um, ended up meeting a girl who became a good friend of mine. She had a Jamaican girl. She had written a book about this uh, little Rastafarian boy called Little Lion. And um, it was really catchy. It was written to verse. And I go, aha, this is how I should write my book. And um, I was home one morning, one night in my office, and um, kind of the beginning and the end of the book came to me. And, you know, over the course of about a month or so, I kind of um, just fleshed out the Jamaica bobsled story. And voila, I had a, a book, Yes, I Can, the story of the Jamaican bobsled team written to verse. Um, you know, encouraging and challenging um, kids to dream big and to believe big and and not to give up d despite the obstacles they may face. And we've definitely seen that message make an impact in today's youth. Devin, did you ever become, I don't know, surprised at how well your book was received? Do you feel like it completed the task that it was intended to be written for? Yeah, I mean, I, and and it's you know I'm I'm quite pleased and honored that 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 people, you know, have um, really taken to the book and accepted the 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 message, but also knew uh, because of my experiences in the schools and speaking to these kids that it was a message that that was needed, and mm -hmm. uh, you know so you know I was happy that I was able to provide that message. Yes, your second book you mentioned a self, semi-self-autobiographical book, Keep On Pushing. Would you like to talk about that and explain what do you mean by semi-autobiographical? Sure. So would you believe that I actually started writing that book before um, I started Yes, I Can? That, oh. was the first, that was the first book I was working on. I was um, still kind of um, flushing out the lessons that I wanted to share. So, you know, I was working on the outline of the book when the idea for Yes, I Can came to mind. And so I ended up um, writing Yes, I Can, um, publishing it, bringing it to market. And I remember it so well um, uh, at the end of 2008, because um, Yes, I Can came out in 06. I had just finished a speech in Jamaica, and I was heading back to the US and kind of thinking about what I wanted to accomplish the following year. And I just got then and there, I said, you know, you need to finish this book. And so um, I spent the next year just, just writing um, Hot Lessons from Cool Runnings, keep on pushing Hot Lessons from Cool Runnings. And it's semi-autobiographical because it, it doesn't give a blow-by-blow blow, um, commentary on my life um, mm -hmm. you know, from when I was a child growing up. It just kind of touched on, you know, bits and pieces here and there. Um, the, the goal was not that. The goal was really to highlight the many lessons that I've learned along the way. Um, yeah, growing up in, you know, in actually initially in the country in Jamaica and then in, a, in Kingston, in one of the tougher neighborhoods in Kingston, of course, the army and, and bobsledding. And um, to share those lessons with uh, my readers and, and hopefully inspire them to apply those lessons to their life to help them to live their best life as well. Mm -hmm. Devin, what do you think was the most powerful lesson from that book then? You know, I, I always um, go back to this whole 
idea of persistence. Um, mm-hmm. And I really believe that we have, all have to start with a dream. You know, that, that kind of gives us direction and destination. Um, but once you have the direction and the destination and you, you work on all the other stuff, you know, the discipline and doing what needs to be done every day to get, get there, I think the, th- the, the thing that holds it all together is your ability to persist. Um, because, you know, we all start out excited about this new dream that we have, this this grand destination that we're aiming towards. And then as we head out um, towards this destination, we run into some mountains, don't we? And some valleys too. And we kind of trip and fall and skin our knees and all that. All kinds of stuff happen along the way. Things that we um, certainly didn't count on. And the thing that gets you through that is your ability to keep on pushing, your ability to persist. And um, so, you know, for me, the biggest lesson it would be that, <clears throat> excuse me, which is why the book is called Keep On Pushing, Hard Lessons um, from Cool Runnings. Because, um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, it's persistence, overcoming obstacles, but also understanding that when you um, achieve, you know, little triumphs or even big triumphs along the way, it's not a time to stop, but to keep on pushing to the next level. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that too in a lot of different situations. But Devin, you live in the U.S. now. Do you ever visit Jamaica often? I, I, uh, I just came back uh, uh, Tuesday. Oh, are Jamaicans <laughs> following in your footsteps? Are they aspiring to become... I don't know, to keep on pushing, I guess. And are there a I, lot I, of Jamaican bobsledders? I think I think they are for the most part. I mean, I, I get to go back for a number of different things. Um, um, speaking, I, I just gone there to do a corporate event. Um, and, and, you know, two or three weeks prior, I was there um, checking on my foundation in Kingston. Um, and of, of course, you know, I'm, I'm bringing the, 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 the keep on pushing message. But, but Jamaicans are really resilient. And, you know, and I'm so happy and so proud to be Jamaican because I've certainly learned how to uh, keep on pushing from um, I was really young. And the bobsled experience certainly reinforced those lessons. Um, are they following in my footsteps? There are some, you know, I would call a new generation of bobsledders. But I think more Jamaicans probably want to be a, a Usain Bolt or, or Veronica Campbell, um, you know, because Jamaicans obviously relate uh, far easier to track and field than they do to bobsledding. But uh, you know, my goal is to create some some other um, successful Jamaican bobsledders as well. Devin, thanks so much for enlightening us here on Express Yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. You have definitely inspired us. For more information about Devin, to find his books, book him as a speaker, go to www.devinharris.com. Again, that's spelled C-E-V-O-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. I'm Young Juan. I'm Steve Sao. Devin, again, thank you so much. And I think one of the best things that we can do here on this world is to inspire others to reach the levels that we have. And it's definitely true and evident in your books and in your speaking events that you've done that so well, just from talking to you here today. I appreciate you having me. And uh, I, I, I totally agree with you. you know, we, <laughs> we all should aspire to, to inspire um, someone else. It is part of the keep on pushing philosophy. And um, 
you know, I believe that and, and I'm doing everything I can to live it. And you guys are obviously doing that as well. And I, I congratulate you on your tremendous work and, and encourage you to keep it, keep it going, keep on pushing. Thank you, Devin. Aspire to inspire. Best of success to you, although obviously you don't seem to need it. You're listening. <laughs> I never everyone... it, believe me. Oh, thank yes. you so much. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us online, don't go away, and we will be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Four, three, two, hey. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Young Juan. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are the team hosts for this show. What a great couple of segments talking to an Olympic legend of his own. And now we would like to go to someone who hopefully will end up being that Olympic legend. We'll see about that as it goes on. <laughs> now we're going to go to our sports reporter on the ball, Mason Widat. Mason, take it away. Hi, how's it going? All right, so the Olympics have been going around, going on since around 776 BC, and continues to grow each time the events and games take place every four years. This is the summer. There is the Summer Olympics with 28 sports, and then there is the Winter Olympics with 15. The Olympics brings together all the countries, and it's just pretty cool how basically all the countries in the world can be together 
at the same time and place and competing against each other. Athletes are training for this event for their whole life to make their country proud and bring back a medal to show their dedication and hard work. The opening for the Olympics tends to be an amazing event each year and it just starts off the games in a great way. This summer, London will be holding the Summer Olympics. People love to see athletes compete with one another in their area, but they love to see the best compete against the best from all around the world. Even with past conflicts, all countries are able to come together and forget about their differences and compete in something they love to do. Hey Mason, definitely most of us here have probably heard about the Olympics and probably know a little bit about what the idea behind the Olympics is. But as a sports reporter, would you like to give us some more information? For example, what kind of sports are in the Olympics and do people get medals for them? And do countries compete against each other or is it more individual? Just some basic ideas. Um, so the Olympics is kind of where just the best from each country come to compete against each other and see who the best in their area is. And some of the favorite events in the Winter Olympics are luging, bobsled, snowboarding, and freestyle skiing. And for the Summer Olympics, there's swimming, basketball, gymnastics, and the triathlon, which was just added a couple of years ago, or like eight years ago, I think. But many people love to watch other sports, and they enjoy every sport in the Olympics. Yes, I had a question, actually, somewhat about the Olympics. But me and Steven were having what you could call a heated argument about crafts and sports. We were? Or, I guess. <laughs> oh, but oh, would oh. You, would you wear, um, like, socks that are decorated? Well, I guess, I don't know about guys, but would you wear socks that are decorated like neon for a sporting event maybe as big as the olympics mason just say uh, no just say no <laughs> well it, it kind of depends i mean you get to kind of just like show off i guess and represent your country and you can kind of choose whatever you want to wear i think mm-hmm. see steven <laughs> some people appreciate art I'm refusing, I'm refusing to listen that actually brings us to an interesting topic though um i don't know about the highest socks but Mason, do you know anything about the, say, traditions that go on behind Olympics? For example, that whole torch lighting thing that I actually don't know too much about. And do people, do teammates generally wear specific themes or colors from their countries? For, just like what is done about the, uh, before and around the games that are all tradition-based and stuff like that? Um, well, before the games, they light a flame and it's like a torch and that kind of marks the start of the games. And the flame stays lit the whole time. And um, I think this year, uh, the games are going to be held in London, and they're going to light it in Greece. And so it's just very exciting to see this done and just see, like, all their hard work is going to start, like, finally paying off once the game starts. Do a lot of people follow the Olympics? Gen- well, okay, the answer is yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would- tons, of pe- tons of people love to follow it. I mean, it's only like four times a year or every four years so they always are waiting for that fourth year and just to see their like who who's new and who's who's competing this year Mm -hmm. so mason what do you know about getting into the olympics is it it's obviously really difficult to get in but is there a specific training process does it take years and years of work to train and if so i mean if it's every four years do you only get one or two chances before you get too old um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not really sure the whole process, but you definitely have to train your whole life and you can't take any days off. And you, people 
tend to fight through injuries just to get that spot to be able to compete for their country and represent them. Mm -hmm. Do you have any examples of famous athletes who have competed in the games and their stories? Um, well, there was Mary Lou Retton, who was probably the most famous Olympic athlete and uh, certainly one of the fan favorites. And um, she was an Olympic gymnastic, and she was the first woman outside the Eastern Europe to win the Olympic all-around title. And she won five medals in the 1984 Summer Olympic Games, I'm pretty sure, which were held in Los Angeles. And one gold, two silver, and two bronze, which is really amazing and just brought a lot of like good to her country. Five different events? Um, yeah, five different gymnastic events. Oh, wow. That's quite an accomplishment to win at five different gymnastics events and place in the top three of the round the world. Yeah, it was very amazing. My old high school coach, well, PE teacher, loved this guy named Pri. His last name was Pri. He was a runner or something in the Olympics, and he would shout the last name to us just to get us to run faster. <laughs> I really don't know his full story because it's left my mind mostly, but it's definitely, it's definitely evident how many uh, sports players, when they become famous in the Olympics, push on forward to the point that they become inspirational role models. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's tons of examples where people just use them as motivation so they can one day compete in the Olympics. So, Mason, what about you locally? You go to Camp Lindo High School in Morocco, California, and you play on the football team there. Do you know anyone, any graduates from Camp Lindo who have aspired to or even became one of the Olympians? Um, yeah, I think there's three from Camp Lindo. I know one was for baseball and one was for swimming, and I'm not sure what the other one was for. But it's just amazing to see that three people from Camp Lindo went on to the Olympics and competing for our country. Mm -hmm. Three in one year. I believe the other one was water polo or something. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Mason, what about your friends? Any of your friends uh, currently seniors or something looking into going full-time into football or something and hopefully get into the Olympics? Um, yeah, I don't know about football, but there's a lot for baseball this year. Lots going on to college sports and just wanting to one day represent the USA in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you see them doing right now? Like, do, are they training really difficult, really uh, intensely, or are they spending all of their time on training? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, even with us in football, we're just starting our off-season stuff and working towards next year, and we're kind of just taking it one step at a time. And that's the same with every sport, I feel like, right now at Campo. Everyone's just kind of competing and training and, like, working out for their seasons. So, Mason, back to the Olympics. Why are the Games so important? Um, the Olympic Games is, like, a time where the best of the best from each country come to compete. And you kind of just see who the top athletes are in each sport all around the world. And it's just kind of cool to see. And, like, for a person to experience winning a gold medal and just being the best in their respected sport that they love so much. Definitely. I have to say, the sports really helps, uh, helps people... Well, basically, to play a sport, you have to persevere. And that's been a theme that's coming up in this show, this entire this entire show this week. And uh, honestly, you got to keep on pushing, especially if you want to get to the Olympics. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mason, for this On the Bar segment. Thanks again to our Olympia guest, Devin Harris. Thanks to everyone who participated for this show. And it's been a great week talking about sports once again, focusing specifically on the Olympics.
Mason, glad to have you with us for this segment, and we will see you soon. All right, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. Thanks to our guests from around from across the globe, and thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. For more fun, fun stories written by teens, pick up, pick up a copy of Be The Star You Are for Teens at BeTheStarYouAre.com. Remember to keep on pushing. And I'm Young Ju. And I'm Steven Zhao. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. Hey, we want to hear your thoughts, and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Also, you can check us out online at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com, where you can upload your creative sites, get involved with the BSOYO charity, buy books, t-shirts, and make a donation to keep us alive. Thanks again for joining us, and until next week, remember to express yourself and keep on pushing. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself